Troops, here we are, another Eagle podcast, another awesome guest, found again from Instagram, uh, absolutely brilliant outdoor brand. I'm going to do my very best to say the name right, but I'm sure the lady behind it will pick me up if I say it wrong. Here we go. Three, two, one. You, Jen, you've seen them on Instagram. People wear the bobble hats. People have the plugs. Grace, how are you doing? Hello, good, thank you. Um, it is Eugen. <laughs> yeah, there we go. My northern accent, Eugen. <laughs> but yeah, whatever, anything goes. <laughs> let's let's go straight in that then, Grace. Um, accents, people saying it wrong. What what is the reason behind it? What is the what's the meaning? Uh, so Eugen is a Japanese word, and it means an awareness of the universe through deep and meaningful for words. It's like when you hike up a mountain and you can't put into words how amazing it is, or you see a sunset and you're just in awe at the beauty. Um, and that's Yugen. And that is Yugen, yeah. So the idea is that we want people to experience their own moments of Yugen and to wow, uh, yeah, to see the amazing things themselves. That's that's class. And is that where that comes from, or is that just the the shaka? So that's um, <laughs> obviously it's like the travel. It's like a surfing sign, isn't it? it means yeah, like, awesome. Yeah, so that's how that comes from. Cool. Um, let's reverse back to you. Um, what is your background before you started an international clothing brand or outdoor brand? <laughs> <laughs> um, so my background is I did uh, fashion buying at university. Um, right. At Manchester. And then I've worked for like various other retailers, like cycling brands and stuff. Um, but cool. I was a product developer at uh, Go Outdoors. Uh, for a few years. Oh, uh, right. Yeah, and then uh, did uh, went to Australia for a couple of years and was a buyer out there as well. Um, amongst various other things, I've done like all sorts of jobs to um, get by over the years. Oh, well, that's um, that's really interesting sort of um, background there. Uh, go outdoors, what was that like? And that'll sort of bring me on into the high street and the online high street. Like, how how is that evolving? Um, I mean, it's a tough time for retailers at the moment. Um, for me, working at Go Outdoors, like, I just absolutely loved it. Like, <laughs> people are just so nice. Like, it's uh, the head office is in Sheffield. Yeah. Um, like, I had amazing bosses like Jim and Lauren, and they just kind of, um, when they see, when people see something in you that you don't see in yourself, and, like, it's just, it is amazing. Um, and, yeah, so, it's a, so it is a really good company to work for. Um, but like you said, at the moment, it is a tough time for um, for trading for retailers. And I think mm. companies that don't kind of keep up um, with the online activity and social media and that kind of thing are just going to end up getting left behind. Yeah, it's, uh, that's an interesting one. Um, on, on that, with social media, I believe everything has its ceiling and everything has a bubble. Can you see social media hitting its bubble? And if it does, what do you think replaces it? Um, I think the thing with social media is, um, I think customers are getting wise to just seeing having ads and seeing posts for, for no reason and like pushing products down people's faces. So mm -hmm. the whole thing like for us is that we want people to feel like they're part of the community um, and they're buying into a lifestyle rather than just buying a travel adapter or just buying a house. They're actually becoming sort of the part of the team and the part of um, yeah, just part of the community. And I think that's sort of that's just the way that we're going with it. Um, 
because otherwise people can just get fed up with using social media and I think it's it's obviously more interactive now uh, doing the meetups and that kind of thing and mm. for me, I think that's the way that it's going to go because um, people want want to see people as opposed to just um, being sat on social media. No, I, you, you've absolutely nailed it on the head there. Um, there is brands who are really, really good. Um, uh, Lecky Spring to Mind. Um, uh, Aslo Boots, you know, the Italian maker boots. I hope I'm saying that right. I'm pretty terrible at pronouncing names. Um, they'll interact with you. Now, there's other companies. I, I wear scarpers all the time. I've always worn scarper boots. Um, but you'll, you'll never get anything off scarper. Now, Scarpa may think that they're top of the tree, but someone once said the Titanic would never sink. Um, and we all know how that went, you know, the pool's, the pool's still full. Um, and it's important that any brand, I think, has to interact with its customers, no matter if you're spending 50 quid a year or you're spending half a million a year. I, I feel like you've got to interact. And that's one thing I've noticed about you straight away and, and the brand is say if I you know if I wear your bobble hat out and about which I do, um, you always like reply or you always repost it and you always comment, and I think that's a great trait because what that shows is there's actually a human being behind the image and the branding, and I think that's why you are doing so well. Um, was that a conscious decision to do that, or is that just your personality? No, that's um, that is just my personality. So it's, I mean, it is all about just being authentic, and yeah. I'm like a positive, happy person, and I'm really friendly. And I think it's just, I think it's just obviously shown through the social media. And it's again, it's like I am genuinely grateful. We are as a company for everyone that's bought anything from us or that tags and shares because it wouldn't be what it is without everybody's help today. Um, yeah. And again, it's like I like seeing people's stories, and it inspires me at the same time. Um, we've got um, what you might have seen Tina Dixon she's been a customer and a supporter (laughs) from day one like she's just been amazing and she came like and I've seen her go from just buying a product from us to now she's like being on Snowden and she's like doing these amazing adventures and I feel like they like people like her are part of our community and just keep expanding that and growing on that um, because someone gave me some advice once and said, happy customers is better than any business plan. Um, mm. And so I just think people can see through things, can't they? And if, if you just be authentic and be your true self and just be positive and help other people and inspire, um, our like, sort of brand ethos is explore, create, inspire, share. Um, and it's just sort of sticking to them values and sort of trying to um, inspire other people. Absolutely, no, that's uh, that's great. No, there's a lot of there's a lot of people sort of getting on brand um, with what you are trying to do, uh, and on, on the meetups, how are you um, how are you doing the meetups? Are you like what what sort of, what sort of stuff are you doing? Are you just sort of going up um, Snowden, Scarfell Pike, etc., or is there some sort of like st- structure to it? Or are you just meeting and going for a bit of a bimble? Um, so the idea behind the meetup, so I was living in Australia for a couple of years Yeah. and being an expat, you don't know anybody. Um, so I started mm-hmm. joining meetups and then I came back to work on the brand and I used to, and I just thought to myself, when I come back, why don't I do meetups in the UK? You know, why, why do I wait until I'm traveling and to meet new people? I don't mm-hmm. want, I didn't know anybody that was outdoorsy. 
Um, and I just really wanted to, I thought I don't want to end up coming back to England and being depressed and sad that I've left Australia. Um, I like hanging about with the same people because I love meeting new people. So I just thought I'll start joining meetups. So I went on um, Adventure Queens. I don't know if you've heard of that. No, no. Yeah, so that's like a women's meetup group. Uh, it is amazing. Yeah. Uh, you basically just meeting random women from like around England. Um, yeah. I went on a couple of them, loved them. Um, but then I felt like there was something missing for men as well. Um, so my brother, he's like, I think people get a bit sick of... Um, like going out drinking, being hungover, then you feel depressed. So I um, started doing meetups for men as well uh, to join. Um, mm-hmm. it's, just, it's just to get more people outdoors. It's like mental health reasons. And then it's yeah. again to connect my followers. Um, our followers on like Yugen, they've obviously, they post loads of stuff for us and, mm. and kind of giving back. And I know it's not, it probably sounds a bit cheesy. And I know like it's not a social enterprise, but it's sort of giving back to the community and it's doing some good by getting people together. And people like that say um, they didn't know whether to come or they're a bit anxious or nervous. And then they come and they love them and they're just like, oh, it was amazing. Yeah, I, I always say um, the hardest part of any day is the car park. That's, that's the hardest part because that thing of, oh, am I going to have the best gear? Am I going to be the slowest? Am I going to be the quickest? Um, what happens if no one likes me? Like, let's let's just be honest. That's a life thing. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, life can be cruel. Uh, so you have to sort of be prepared sometimes to, to turn up in the car park and just say, you know, kick the door off the hinges and just say, right, who, who's, who's here? Because I'm here. And, like, just get amongst it. The amount of people who I know who say these words or, well, I was going to, or, well, what it was, or, well, what it is. Like, that is just stories that you try and put into a reason why you didn't come on a great adventure. Like, that's that's just what some people do to protect themselves. Instead of just saying, oh, I missed out and I shouldn't have, I've got to come up with a reason why. And and I think with, with your brand, I, I feel like if I saw someone wearing, like, one of your hats, or and I was wearing a hat, we'd probably, like, give each other the old, uh, yeah. you know what I mean? We would, we'd give each other some high fives, yeah. Yeah, two did that last weekend in Snowden, Amy and Tina, and they're like, they said they walked past each other and then got chatting and then posting it on social media, and like you said, that's the kind of thing, like, it's like, it's the tribe, isn't it? It's yeah, the tribe. Kind of thing, yeah. So. No, that's that's an important part of it, and, and that's what... That's what it needs. That's what it needs to be. Like I have this whole eagles and ducks thing. Like I have, like you know, this. I, I used to be a bit of a duck. Do you know what I mean? Like oh, drinking and this, that, and other, and eating Cheetos and your underpants and all that sort of carry on. And like yeah. you know, people look at like people look at me now and they'll be like, "What you got hiking? You, know, you do fifty miles?" I'm like, "Yeah." They're like, "Why?" I'm like, "Well, why not?" Like yeah. push. Like my thing is push yourself. Do you know what I mean? Like. I know that's not everyone's thing, but that's not my concern. Do you know what I mean? Like, I am like, if you want to know where uncomfortable starts, then then I'm the kiddie for it. Like, and that's my tribe. Do you know what I mean? Everyone who comes out with me is on brand with that. Now, I always say as well, um, I'm not everyone's cup of tea, but that's okay because I drink coffee. So you've got to be prepared to, 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 to sort of not be liked, and which will sort of bring me on now with the sort of success of your brand envy will come so have you is there an action plan in place to like deal with like people who are going to be like negative like how do you deal with negative people uh, how do i deal with negative people i would probably just cry 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's genuine. Like I know it's not a good, I know it's not a good mentality. No, like I've got a lot stronger, a lot tougher. Sort of over the last years, I'm more like resilience is key, and like that's the thing you just gotta keep going, keep going at it. And I mean, don't get me wrong. There's been times when like I mean, I had to walk into um, a retailer. I like yeah. I went, I walked like went to retailers asking them to stock our products, and one I went into, and it was like a pre-arranged meeting. And he basically mm. just laughed at me. There was two guys just laughed at me. And he wow. was like, you think you can just walk into this store and I'm going to stop your products when I don't even know your brand? And I was just like, yeah, why not? <laughs> like, and he was just like, I just, to be honest, I couldn't stop laughing after because I couldn't believe it, it'd been like that. Wow. You just got to keep going. And then I just went to another retailer and they actually stock our products now. Like, so I think it's resilience resilience is key and and that's why the support from like everyone on social media as well for our brand that's why mm. it means so much because i think you need that support as well to keep going like and people probably don't even realize what they're doing but it's yeah it's it's the community that's um that's one of those isn't it that, that that's that moment where a lesser person would have just crumbled and gone, all right, okay, because one person doesn't believe in it, therefore yeah. I'm going to fold it. Um, but really, you should take that as a compliment because what he, what he really meant was, do you know what? Fair play to her for having the guts to walk in here and say, yeah, make us a bit of space in your shop because uh, <laughs> I'm, take, I'm taking over. Like, um, And do you know what? In two years' time, uh, they'll be coming to you saying, um, would you like to stock your stuff? And, and you'll be like... Well, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> because uh, that, that's all I ever do. Like, the moment I in, encounter any negativity, I just go 10 times harder. And it just like, oh, you didn't want to see my stuff. All right, well, guess what? You're going to see it everywhere. Now, even when you open the cupboard to get out the cornflakes, I'm going to be there. <laughs> you know what I mean? You going for you. <laughs> yeah, like, that's how you... You, you, do you know what you should do? You should send that guy a hat or, or something with a little card saying, thanks for the motivation. Um, see you in, see you 20. Yeah. See you 2020. P.S. Check out, P.S. Check out what we're doing on Instagram, by the way, because we're absolutely mopping the floor with it. Um, so are you business minded or have you, have you learned business or are you still learning as you're going? I think it's, um, you're always learning as you go in. I think anybody, no matter like how far, how long you've been doing business. Um, but um, I've always been uh, sort of business minded um, yeah. in, in in like terms of trying to make money any way that I can. Um, so I did um, a season in Ibiza. Um, and Get I, on. <laughs> I sold um, <laughs> water bottle, water on the beach, and dresses like to make some money to get by. Um, nice. I did tattoos, that kind of thing. Yeah. I've always been business minded but I'm not like not super businessy I don't know everything like I just cut, sort of came up with the idea which I can talk about like the idea in a bit um, mm. but it's like then just kind of ran with it and it just kind of happened and you just have to keep going and learn as you go along and everyone's kind of just winging it aren't they eventually like and you just got to do courses like taking as much advice as you can and learn as much read listen to podcasts audio mm. And you just, yeah, you just got to pick up as pick up tips as you go along, I guess. Yeah. Um, what was the season like in Ibiza? Because I bet that was like, that was resilience training because every, every 10 people who you said, do you want to buy this or do you want to buy that? Nine out of them 10 were like, nope, nope. So like that rejection that is business, you know what I mean? Like I think that, that 
does build you in good stead. Do you know what I mean? Like that does sort of build your sort of toughness up. But um, yeah, yeah, talk yeah. us talk us through that. Um, so yeah, that like you said, resilience. That was like the the main thing that I had to had to endure in Ibiza. So it was like mm. um, selling dresses on the beach with an Italian woman. Uh, she didn't speak much English. I didn't speak any Spanish or Italian. <laughs> Um, so that was funny we were like catwalking up and down the beach selling these dresses um so it, it was tough like and then doing like um selling tickets as well you'd like be walking around the yeah. people that's obviously hard and then people are the same no we don't want your tickets stop bugging us stop pestering us but then you just keep going and then you get the next person that's like oh my god i'm so glad you came i really want to go to this gig that kind yeah. of stuff. you just got to keep going and just accept that like you say you're not for everyone you, not everyone's gonna like what you what you're offering, but there's someone out there that does. Yeah, um, and, and that's where I think a lot of people go wrong is the they try to be vanilla ice cream, and like I'll be honest with you, no one really likes vanilla ice cream. Like they'll have it if it's on, but no one's ever walked in or, and gone, oh, I could just fancy vanilla ice cream. Like, no, like be be what you want to be. If you want to be sort of um, cream egg McFlurry, then that's what you're going to be, and. Not everyone wants it, but when they do want it, they're like, yeah, that's that's what I'm on. That's my game right there. Um, so talk us through the design of the products and, and, and sort of how you've got to the range you've got. Um, so the shall I, shall I go through sort of why we started? The- yeah, you, you start where you want to start. Um, okay, so I'm, I've done quite a lot of traveling uh, over the years. Yeah. Um, and I just think traveling is amazing. Uh, you learn so much. I mean, I've been to college, been to uni, but the things that you learn when you're traveling, it's just like you learn different cultures, how to manage money, budget. Um, and nobody's to- told about it in schools. Like I didn't, I'm from Rotherham, small town. Yeah. Didn't know anybody that had been traveling. Um, and I just had to sort of learn that as I went through life, that that was something that I wanted to do. Yeah. Everyone in my family thought I was crazy, wanting to go off to Thailand and they're like, did, like nobody had been before. Um, and so I just, um, then in 2016, I um, left Go Outdoors and went traveling across South America. Wow. Um, and the girl that I went with, like she d- didn't know anything about travel products or where to go or research or like um, what you needed to go trekking or anything. And I knew because obviously I'd got sort of an outdoor background. I just felt like, how do people, how would people know if they didn't have a friend that had been traveling or um, they'd not worked in the outdoor world? So I just, and then traveling across South America, someone traveling with a bath towel, I'd be like, why have you got a bath towel? Like, how do you not know about a microfiber travel towel? And they're just like, well, that's amazing. Or like, <laughs> people still travel with a top loading rucksack. And I'm like, do you not know about these that open like a suitcase? Do you know yeah. what I mean? And it's like, people don't know unless you've been traveling and just like the simple things like um a padlock for the lockers mm-hmm. like unless you've researched it or you've been traveling you you rock up somewhere and then you suddenly need a, a padlock and you're in the middle of nowhere so it's like we wanted to do offer something that was products so it's things that make your life easier uh things that from personal experience or we did like lots of custom like market research of like, like the basic products um because it's a small range at the like at the minute um, and just the like the essentials that you need to go traveling that make your life easier or um, like the tra- the winter accessories like bobble hats that kind of thing mm-hmm. um, and 
uh, also with the sort of with the website we wanted to it to be a one-stop shop so that people aren't trawling the internet looking for products and advice so everything on there so we've got blogs travel advice information and like links to the government website and that kind of thing so that it's it's and then again it's like the whole community so they've got everything we can offer everything and then um like we're sharing obviously um inspiration on destinations and that kind of thing on the social media so it's like it's totally interactive um and it's like informative and at the same time um but yeah the product's obviously um tested and like sort of well thought out yeah no um like i said i've got the travel plug it saved my life more than once um and actually like when it's it's a proper it's almost a conversation starter do you know what i mean because it's yeah. a it's well, it's got it all Someone said, my business partner actually said an interesting thing the other day, said, um, if you've got just a travel adapter that you bought from a shop, you're not going to know what brand it is. But if you've got a Yugen Explorer travel adapter, you'll know that you've got a Yugen Explorer. The idea behind them is um, we want to promote sustainability. So a worldwide one, so you can use it anywhere in the world. And it's also comes in the little case, the zip bag, which you'll know about the little, um, is that you look after it, you keep it forever. And you can use it anywhere. You can use it in the UK. You can use it like yeah, around the world. And so you don't have to buy a cheap a cheap adapter for a pound and leave it in a hostel. The idea mm-hmm. is to keep it because you know it's a Yugen one and you're gonna sort of look after it. Yeah, no, it's it, it's a great thing. And obviously, everyone's done it. They've gone to a hostel and like ah, like I've forgotten this or I've forgotten that. And it's like. I think because it's your stuff so well branded, it's like it's it's like I've got to take that. Do you know what I mean? Like it's like that thing that you'll never forget. Um, yeah. Well, I know what you're saying these horrible little cheapy cheapy adapters. It's like oh, I didn't bring my adapter. Like yeah. it's like your like your bobble hat is like when I lay my kit out for the weekend. It's like wait, where's my bobble hat? Like Aww. do you know what I mean? Like it's I've got a few I've got a few um, bobble hats, but. If I tag Rab in a post, Rab Rab never show any love, so I don't wear my Rab. I don't wear my Rab ones anymore. Do you know what I mean? So it's it's out it's out with a Rab. Uh, part Rab, of the Rab. team. You're part of the team now, anyway. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm I'm uh, I'm on brand, and it's you know as well. Um, the good quality. Like I've had cheap bobble hats, and you can tell like the the the, the transform really quickly. Um, they go dead bitty dead quickly. Yeah. Um, but yours. Um, you can tell it's good quality stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like it's it's worth it. It's just it's hard to obviously get the message across because obviously it's fifteen pound for a bobble hat, and people will be like, "Oh, I can get one of them from X whatever shop for like three pound." But then again, that's the thing. Like we're selling the whole. We're not just selling you a hat. We're selling good quality, the community, everything. You're buying into the brand, not just buying a hat. The problem is, um, Grace. People never ever put value on development, but the but they'll happily go and spend two hundred quid on the lash and doing lines of coke in the toilet. Like no one's ever gone, oh, Sambucas for twenty five quid for five. <laughs> no chance. Like that that's a society thing where people need to sort of think development. Do you know what I mean? Like what's my development worth? Like everyone will happily on the destruction trail. And I'll, and I'll touch on a point that you brought up earlier on about women and women and blokes. Um, but at, when, when your bobble hat was 14, 99, 15 quid, I was just like, ah, nice one. Bye. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I just see things differently. 
that's the thing it's like um trying to get away from fast fashion well, yeah i've always been really passionate about like supplies being ethical and considering the environment and sustainability so fast fashion is like it needs to be a thing of the past like don't buy things that you think i'm gonna wear it once and throw it away or i don't care about i don't care about it it's like that's why i say buy something from us if you love it if you care about it and if you're gonna keep it and wear it for years um so that's you say it's investment and you buy and you buy in the development and the and the brand that that's a good point um let's talk on that fast fashion for those who don't know that term do you want to sort of um explain what it means yeah so fast fashion without naming any retailers <laughs> it's like cheap products um that are constantly updating new colors new lines and constantly keeping up with trends so there's obviously mm-hmm. quite a lot of high street um or online retailers that are doing that and it's cheap products with a cheap price point and people are just buying them thinking I'll wear it once and then I'll probably not wear it again or you like you're all guilty of it in the past buy something in your wardrobe and it's still got the tag on and you've never wore it that kind of thing mm. but it's like you need to get people into the mentality of thinking I'll buy this because I need it and because I love it and because we need to think about the environment at the same time kind of thing. um Hundred percent on brand with you. Um, I rep- it is something proper random. I repair my stuff. Imagine that. Um, you know, if my gaiters get ripped, I just go take them down the tailor and get them repaired. If my jacket gets ripped, I go and get it repaired. Oh, what a what a what a what a nuanced way of thinking. Like repairing your goods. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's. You know, um, I just spent all morning getting all the all the mud off my boots. We did the Wharfdale Three Peaks yesterday in Kettlewell. Now, I want my boots to last longer because I pay a lot of money for them. So guess what? I clean them. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not rocket science, people. Like, look after your stuff. Like, that's just, you know, it's not it's not hard, is it? Do you know what I mean? Like you you. Your outdoor stuff looks after you when you want it to. When it's minus ten, when it's this, when it's that. You know, and if you can't come home and think, yeah, I'm going to have to put half an hour into my boots to get all that mud off and, and clean them and dry them, then, then they will fail you yeah. at a point where you don't want them to fail you. And you'd be like, oh, these boots are rubbish. It's like, nah, I ain't the boots. It's yeah. the person. It's, in, it's, the person in, it's the person in the boots. That, that's the... Yeah, I've got a pair of Solomons yeah. I to South America and they got submerged in Colombia on like day two. But I'm still ro- still rocking the boots, like I'm clinging yeah. on to them, yeah. You've got to um you've got to uh, you've got to look after your stuff. We used to have a saying in the army, um, my weapon, my kit, myself. Now obviously I don't carry a rifle anymore when I'm out and about in the hills because people might think what's going on here. <laughs> <laughs> but it's still the same principle, it's still my kit, then myself. Do you know what I mean? Like that it's your kit that looks after you when you're out and about so you know you need to look after you um you need to look after your kit um you brought a point up earlier on i wanted to touch on it about um you, you were going to these what was it women's adventures um and i just think that women are more um willing to turn up in cap like to turn up and meet new people more than men i get it all the time i push a very masculine sort of like let's go and kick its teeth in sort of message which which I would have thought wouldn't really appeal to a lot of women. But when I, when I look at my numbers this year, I've got a 70-30 split between women and men. Yeah. So, you know, I think with men, they have this thing of like macho, oh, I don't need anyone to go out with me. I'm a proper gadget and all that. And, yeah. um, and 
they don't, it's almost like they don't want to learn and they don't want to learn new skills and they don't want to be told or they don't want to be, oh, no, we're going this way. Like, they're very sort of closed in, very closed in, boxed off way of thinking. Um, and on your sort of um, meetups, what would you say the split is, sort of male to female? I try to try to get make it as sort of even as possible. Yeah. It is sort of 70, maybe 60, 40 is like women. Yeah, but yeah. Try and, try and get more men involved as well because it's nice to have a balance. And then like yeah. you said, I find if I personally message people uh, like and get people involved and then they can see that other men are coming, then I think that's the way. And it's sort of um, just like you said, shifting people's mentality and getting away from the stigma of, meeting strangers and you know that kind of thing or like doing these meetups and yeah and going hiking and it's like just changing the stigma and just getting more people involved and seeing um seeing how good it is and how much like fun you can have and that people that have been on them genuinely enjoy it and they'll they want to come again and they want more people to come and get just it's like just building the community and getting more people yeah no, that's it. And um, the routes that you do, are these routes that you already know? Or is it like someone who's, in your, who's coming on that day says, oh, I know a good route, we'll do this route? Or how do you sort of organise um, that? Well, we've, I tend to have collaborated with people um, on the meetup. So like the first one was with our ambassador, Iona, and that one. So we did one in Scotland and they were um, routes that she knew. Right. And uh, the second one was with uh, Pete Crossland, who's another ambassador. And that's um, a route that he knew in the Peak District. Yeah. So always out there. So it's like routes that they know. Yeah. Um, and then um, otherwise, it's like it tends to be people that people want to be involved. And they, they kind of want a bit of purpose and want um, want to feel like they're part of it as well. And like, and a lot of people offer to plan the routes. Um, I mean, I've done like a bit of map reading training. And I just tend to use OS maps app yeah. which you might hate that because uh I've got no look um army and he's like no I, I, no no I, do, I don't hate it um there's got to be a balance you've got to welcome in new technologies embrace them yeah. but at, um at the end of the day i always say this uh it will never let you down in the car park on a sunny day in june where it will let you down is on the top of of a mountain in a whiteout when you've got five people looking at you saying which way is it now and yeah. and the excuse cannot be i don't know because my phone's died like it cannot be the excuse when you're in charge and when you're the leader you're the leader so people look for you for guidance Definitely. and when the leader shows like oh i don't know um doubt and fear spread so fast and then it's a downward spiral and i would always just say like i use um view ranger i think view range is fantastic um but I always have OS map and compass and like I always switch between the two. Like I love, I do loads at night. Like I love night hikes. Like it's just something um, unique about being the only person on the mountain with your head torch, just probably having a good uh, accountability session and an adventure. You know, it, it feels like you could, I'll, I'll, I'll explain it more. So I, I did Helvellyn um, back in September with three people and we did the edges, but we did them at night so as we were going into the into the range, people were coming off the range and people were like looking at me as if to say, who's that? Who's he? And the people were like, oh, it gets dark at so-and-so, mate. I'm like, yeah, no, I can't wait. Bring it on. And I switched between using my phone and map and compass because there needs to be a, a, a crossover of skill because if one of them fails you, 
if you were dining out purely on a phone, that phone one day will fail you. And, yeah. and, and then, Again, a friend of mine says, um, who's another like mountain leader guy, if your navigation is in tech, you have no navigation because the moment that tech dies, you know, you've got to be able to sort of relax. And there's plenty of people out there teaching navigation courses. And I would say to anyone taking people in the hills, right, think about this. If it all goes Pete Tong and it ends up in a court, right, can you 100% stand up there in front of the judge and say, I was this, this, and this, and these are the procedures that I had in play, and I did everything to my knowledge and safety to get everyone off that hill. And if you just stand up and say, my phone died, they'd be like, 10 years. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I always make sure that there's somebody uh, present who's either a mountain leader. Yeah, cool. One of the guys is ex-army, and he's he's planning the December route that we're doing. Yeah. Uh, and he's like amazing with map reading that kind of thing and yeah I'm, I'm all right but I personally wouldn't sort of be the one in charge of the map reading yeah, yeah. I, I just prefer to check that everyone's all right and that kind of thing and but um I mean wh- when you're saying about sort of like being experienced and taking people up the hills the first after the first meetup that I did I kind of thought I don't I don't feel like I should be doing these because um we're obviously not insured like people don't pay for the meetups yeah it's just, gathering a bunch of people in the outdoors that are like like-minded people mm. and then I just thought to myself like people are messaging saying I had such an amazing time like I didn't want to come because I was anxious but now I'm now like I've um, met all these new friends and it was amazing and people saying when's the next one and I just felt like if I don't do these meetups then mm. people the people aren't going to be getting outdoors as much and yeah. I'm connecting people and helping with like mental health and mm. and that kind of thing so I just felt like the alternative to to not doing the meetups is worse than you know yeah. it's just a business problem Grace like all you do is if you just outsource it do you know what I mean like that's what you do you go right well people want to do the meetups um and I don't want to stop them but for a legal aspect um, I don't know where I stand with insurance. So then you just say, well, I'll hire a mountain leader or, you know what I mean? Like, it's just a business problem. And this is what you've done is you've solved it by saying this, this person is a mountain leader and, and we're under their insurance for the day. Do you know what I mean? But uh, problem solved, like that's business, isn't it? Like that's business 101. It's not, it's not rocket science. I'm, I would like to do um, sort of more adventures because it might be something we could do with yourself. Like, like you said, like the night walks and stuff. And then get people to pay for them, and um, and then it's a more organised one. But I would do always want to keep the free meetups, um, just as a way to connect as followers as well. Yeah, yeah, I, I I get I get what you're saying. You know what I mean? And it's 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 a great way of what you what you're doing. You you're getting people um together, and if more adventures, you know, come come on board, then then absolutely um. You've built a great community. I'm on building mine, and uh, you know that's that's what it's all about. At the end of the day, and it's got to be better than just sitting in your house feeling sorry for yourself because you've got yet another hangover from the weekend, and you're thinking, "What have I achieved this weekend? I've done now." Do you know what I mean? Like people make excuses um, all the time, like oh, "I was going to, but this happened and this happened, and Tom and Dick and Harry and all that sort of rubbish." And you know, I say to people, stop liking the photos and get in the photos. Do you know what I mean? Like come and be in it it's like using social media for good like 
obviously they can there's a lot of downsides to it but i think it's using it for positive things and for the meetups getting people together getting people outdoors um, and actually people being able to connect and meet real people rather than just like you say start liking and wishing they were there it's like we're not mm. saying look at us going up this mountain like like our pictures it's saying you can come and join us up yeah. this mountain. that's why i'm like anybody is genuinely welcome like please join us <laughs> yeah no it's it it's uh it's a great thing that you're doing and you talked before i am um, about podcasts that you listen to have you taken any inspiration from podcasts who is it you listen to and sort of uh, give you inspiration uh, the podcast so i love um adrian's power hour yeah. Um, so I think it's all, uh, that's all about like productivity, um, making the most of your day and the most of your time and that kind of thing. And it's like not wasting, not wasting a day. Um, so like, like you're saying about being hungover, like I've been yeah. there plenty of times. Hmm. Um, and you just, and it's like, yeah, just doing as much as you can and just like inspiring positivity, like her podcast. Um, and then the other one is like, um, how I built this. So yeah. that's about um, entrepreneurs and their story. So anyone from Richard Branson to Ben and Jerry's Airbnb. And it's just listening to like how they've overcome adversity and how they've built the business up from being nothing. And it's just great to hear their story and think they've been in the positions that I've been in and gotten and what they've done. And yeah, so that's pretty good. I, I like to think in every entrepreneur's book, whenever you get there, whenever it's time to write your life story, there should be a, a, a section called the year that I ate shit. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because what I mean by that is that's the year, that's the year that you lived in, you, you know, you lived in your, in a bedroom or you didn't drive a flash car or, you know, you, 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 <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like but, but people only see, they only see what they want to see, the social media following. You, you, you're doing well. They don't see like the 15 hour days, the days where it didn't go right, the day that someone left a negative review, the day someone did something and you thought, why, why am I doing this again? Because like, when I had a normal job, I pulled in 35 grand a year. When I, ho- I went on two holidays a year and I just did what I want. But all I do now is I chase gratification from people who I don't know. And it's madness. Yeah, yeah. But when you believe passionately in your dream, which, which obviously this clearly is as well, because you can see from the effort that goes into what you are doing, um, you know, it's, it's, it's really, really rising. And, and, and that's what I think, you know, that's... The year I the, the year I ate shit. That, that's brilliant. <laughs> it might be two years. It might be three years. I don't know. It depends on sort of how quickly you can build a build a, a brand. But I think you are on a user on a great a, a great a great lesson. And I always say this, and he gets a mention on every podcast, and he'll get another mention now. Um, Gary V. Gary Vernachuk is an absolute legend. Um, and I tell everyone who comes on the podcast. And I apologize because once you start listening to him, you'll be like, well, I'm bullshitting because I need to be doing more because this guy's absolutely smashing it. And I've actually been making excuses about this, this and this. Um, and there's a fine point and, and like work-life balance. Do you find work-life balance? Do you do anything but, but this? Like, do you have like a normal other job or is this your full-time gig? Um, this I work full-time on Yugen, but right. I also do like freelance and stuff. Um, yeah get to get money basically to live on (laughs) um um, but i I, yeah i struggle with the work-life balance my life is just working and my life revolves around yugen and some people have kids and babies and i have my business like 
Yeah. Um, so I'm single and I think I genuinely don't know how people would have time to have a partner or kids and run a business at the same time. Yeah. I think, I think, I think Grace, you have to set, you have to set boundaries, don't you? You have to say social media ends at seven thirty and doesn't start again till eight. Um, and work emails, that's, that's how you have to do it. And you have to have days. Um, I'm very lucky that my partner, she comes out with me quite a lot hiking. So like, she comes out on the days with me, so I get to see her when we go out hiking. Um, though it's not the same person. Like I have, like it's almost like WWF. Do you know what I mean? Like I put on a bit of a role when I go out hiking because people expect this this eagle character. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm always like, come on, yeah, let's just go kick. Yeah, <laughs> let's go. And, yeah, let's go and kick its head in, and uh, let's go and do another twenty five mile and all that sort of carry on. But yeah, it's it's hard, but it's no it's no different story than any other entrepreneur that ever that's ever built a business. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think that's the thing. You've just got to accept that how much work you've got to put in. And then you just hope that one day in a few years, I can uh, work less, <laughs> but I love it at the same time. You know what I mean? Like I don't class it as work. Like, yeah. like obviously there's some days like when I, I could just cry at how, how much I've got <laughs> to do with that kind of thing. You have a face, but it's just like, but I still love it and I wouldn't, wouldn't change it. Do you still have the Jürgen Mobile? Do you still have that um, yeah, Mercedes? Yeah, I was having it yesterday. <laughs> I'm there. Uh... Then I worry that. I always think, what if I sleep in it and come out looking like a total hobo and someone's like taking a photo like, oh, is it Jürgen van? <laughs> Me there, just like... <laughs> and and for you to get that, did you have to sort of sell something else to get that? Or was that like, this is, is going to be the battle bus, this is what we're going to war in? It was kind of forced on me. Um, I, I'd always wanted to get a van and I always said that I was going to. And then it was like um, my business partner got the van and he was yeah. selling it. So he said, I've got some bad news, got to sell the van. So I was like, like what shit, what we're going to do kind of thing. Um, yeah. And so I had to, he sold it me for cheaper and I just kind of had to buy that off him because we had no choice. Like we had events coming up and festivals and um, like delivering, dropping stock off and that kind of thing. So I just, yeah, it kind of got forced upon me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I do love it. Like, it is good, but um, it's obviously not an essential life item, but <laughs> it's nice <laughs> to have. Saves you a fortune in, like, hostels or hotels, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, is it all kitted out, is it? You're sleeping it is. Um, I've got a, I had a bed built in the back of it, so a friend built a bed in, so that's pretty amazing. But um, there's loads I need to do to it, but um, <laughs> I figured I just need to, I want to meet, I need to meet a mechanic to help me, <laughs> help me fix the problems. <laughs> but, um, so... If there's any um, outdoor enthusiast mechanics, uh, get in touch. <laughs> I need the, um, the, the camera fixing on the back and like just, yeah, a few things that are falling apart. But. Oh, no, brilliant. Uh, Grace, we're absolutely rocketing through this. So what we're going to do is we're going to start the part of the show that I love, the uh, five watts. I love it. Um, so the first one, what's the greatest um, piece of advice you've been given? Uh, best piece of advice was uh, when I was on a placement um, in a, an importing company called Attire Clothing. Um, and the owner of the company was just amazing. He's like built his business up from his uh, spare room. And now he's got like this medium sized company. And he's like such a nice guy. He's got, it's like a bit of a family atmosphere, like lovely place. And he kind of um, saw something in me and just like really helped me out. And um, awesome. And his advice was don't be afraid of failure. Hmm. Um, so I think that's something that's just kind of stuck with me because that is something that stops you from doing things in life like you're worried about what people are going to think or for me it's like what if I have to move back from Australia and 
um, and it doesn't work out, that kind of thing. And you just got to keep remembering, don't be afraid of failure. And yeah, so that was really good. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a spot I'm on. Uh, what's on your bucket list, either business or personal? Um, bucket list, so I could probably do an entire podcast about my bucket list. <laughs> um, I'll keep it short. So I want to see more in Scotland. I want to do like a road trip. Uh, next year I'm doing a Euro trip across Europe. So I'm going to get the ferry across to Amsterdam and do Germany, Austria and uh, Slovenia. So that that'll be amazing. And then longer term. So with Yugen being a Japanese word, I've got a bit of an obsession with Japan, but I've never mm. been. So I want to do Japan, Mongolia and Nepal. Um, but yeah, not wow. going to that at the moment. But that one, I really want to do that as a solo trip though. So yes, but that's um, in wow. the pipeline, hopefully in the next few years. No, fair play to you. That's class. Uh, number um, three. Yeah, there's mil- oh, so many other places. No, 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 no. <laughs> but like, that's, yeah, the short list. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't worry. The, the president of uh, Spain won't send you a message saying, oh, you, how come you didn't mention Spain? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really like, because I'm sharing people's Instagram things all the time and I just get so jealous. I'm like, oh, now I want to go there. Now I want to go there. So it's like, yeah. Yeah. No, that's fair enough. Uh, third one. What's been your toughest day? Uh, toughest day it was more of a week so it was when I did um, board masters um, right. that was like pretty horrendous and uh, probably still have nightmares about it now so like just to set the scene I'd never drove a van before um, I'd only ever pitched a tent once on my own before it was, this was last year so we had a problem with the van so I ended up having to sleep in the warehouse on day one yeah. I drove down from Yorkshire down to Swindon to the warehouse and then I had to drive down the next day to Cornwall. I was camping um, and then the people that were meant to be coming to help me set the, um, the marquee up for the festival, um, one had a motorbike accident the day before um, wow. and the other two were stuck in like hours of traffic. So oh, I, no I had to drive to, the, drive to the festival, sat there in the van, had a bit of a cry, just thought, what, what am I going to do? Like, I've got to literally set up a marquee on my own. Like, I was like, what the hell? Um, I just had a word with myself and we're just like, come on, get out, just do this. Um, but, and then the people, the people next to me were from like some guys from Birmingham that like work on fairs and I was a bit like scared. I'm like, oh my God, like, are they going to help me? What are they going to be like? And they ended up being absolutely amazing. And they just totally helped me. I wouldn't, I don't know what I'd have done without them. And like, I even like one of the guys even said like I gave him a couple of cans for helping me and one of the guys says what are you gonna do when it goes dark is I was like what do you mean he's like you've got no lights and I'm like I've not even brought a hammer never mind lights I was like I didn't think that bit through so like I, like I said I'd never done it before so I had literally no idea what I was doing um, and then also um I didn't realize that you could park the van behind the marquee so at night I had to sleep inside the marquee with my stock so that no one stole my stock so and then it was like it was like um a really bad weather and like storm um so like it was absolutely freezing my airbed burst so I was like laid on the floor in this marquee on the grass with this sock for like a week and it was yeah that was pretty horrendous and then I had to do like four trips back up and down to Cornwall because all the van all the stock wouldn't fit in the van so oh my god and then I also had a business meeting while I was down there so I had to brush my teeth in Starbucks toilets um, and wash my face and go to this business meeting and act like everything was fine and then I drove up to my friend's 30th surprise party and I got there just in time after this week and then it was one of them where they're like have you had, what you've been up to have you had a good week I'm like yeah yeah I'm all right you know a bit tired but <laughs> thinking like if only they knew <laughs> class that is class um well that's adversity and it's certainly an adventure um uh, yeah there you go <laughs> you know I, I, I 
I personally despise the word walk um, because I feel like it's some, like I've been on some adventures where I'm like, this is definitely no longer a walk. Do you know what I mean? Like any minute now, Smaug the Destroyer is going to come off the other side of that mountain and we're going to be in, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be in a fight here. And they're like, the word walk doesn't cover this. And I'm like, I, I ban people from saying it on my events. I'm like, anyone says the word walk and I'll pick the pace up. Because um, I just, and that, that's what you've been on there. You've been on an adventure. Not all adventure. Not all adventures are good, but they're all an adventure. Oh, yeah. Do you like know what I mean? Character building. It's like, it's a person, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, character building. I love that word. Mm-hmm. Um, what's been your happiest day? Um, happiest day, probably like getting the YHA partnership. Um, yeah, mint. Me. Um, that is just like the ideal uh, relationship. Like they're a charity. Um, they're trying to inspire positivity and getting outdoors and, um, obviously the same sort of thing as us so the, as brands totally aligned so I absolutely love that partnership and it's like they're trying to uh, they give money back to the communities and get kids outdoors so for us being able to work with them um, not only with our products but like staying at the YHAs for the meetups and stuff um, that was like that was brilliant for me yeah yeah um, YHA is cool it's, there's always <laughs> there's always like a, there's always like some sort of YHA story, isn't there? Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I don't know if you've stayed at YHA Coniston uh, Slate Man or YHA Glenridden. Like, the, the roads getting up to them to YHAs. I don't know how many car suspensions and tyres have been burst getting up there, but uh, <laughs> it all moves, doesn't it? Coniston in the, in the van. Like, that was, a bit, <laughs> that was an experience. You just hope yeah. that no one's cycling past on the roads, don't you, at the same time? Like, so is all of your stuff stocked now at the YHAs or certain YHAs? It just just some of the YHAs, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you want them in all of them? Um, long term, ideally, yep. <laughs> YHA, day. YHA, get it, get on it, get on brand. <laughs> um, the which ones you? I mean, this is a bit of a random question in the middle, but which is your favourite YHA? Like, which one do you like still the most? Uh, we did a meet up and stayed at the YHA Coniston Hollyhill last year. Okay. Um, uh, Glenn's the hostel manager um, and he's like such a legend like he's um, touring around uh, New Zealand in a camper van and stuff so, oh, nice. so just being there like that was really nice and they're really friendly and welcoming but for me like because I drove around the YHAs that was like that's another story that was an adventure in itself <laughs> um, and like dropping the stock off and speaking to the store staff and they were all just so nice and so like so lovely and friendly and I think mm. because they're all sort of got travel backgrounds themselves and sort of some of them have left the corporate world to work in an environment that's fun and mm. meet people. Um, so I think, yeah, I think like most of them are really nice. Yeah. Yeah. You never sort of ever go to a YHA and you walk in and someone goes, what? <laughs> like it's always. <laughs> exactly. It's always like, what's your, <laughs> what are you doing this weekend? Like what, this is where you can go and the adventures yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So. It, it's great. We've got a one close to me called YHA Boggle Hole. Um, I've never, I've been in a few times because I've got a few routes to go past there, but um, they've, they've spent a lot of money on it. It looks really, really class. Um, I'd, 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 I would like to stay there. Um, we have put our products in that one as well, the Boggle Hole. Oh, have you? So go and stay there and buy you good. <laughs> buy something from you good. <laughs> oh, you, you, well, you, you got, you're on a right adventure. Um, so the fifth one, what's next, either for brand or the person? Uh, what's next so for Yugen, uh We've got the meetup coming up in December. Um, so Peaks, that's, Peaks <laughs> District. Uh, that one's in the Peak District, yes. Which nice. are coming on, aren't you? 
yeah. Well, it looks like I am now, doesn't it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just signed you up there. <laughs> yeah. Signed um, up. So that one's with the Mind Charity. So that's obviously oh, nice. um, it's to try and encourage more people to get outdoors during winter. Um, so it's obviously people get their SAD, seasonal affective disorder. Um, Is that because it gets dark dead early and they all get thingy? Yeah, yeah. And I've had it. I used to get it like before going to Australia. I hated like January, that kind of time. Mm. Just being you're inside, you've got nothing to look forward to. And this is before I used to go hiking. So mm. my mentality is don't stay inside in winter just because it's cold. Like you just get wrapped up. And sometimes they're the best days, aren't they? Like, um, so it's just included. So people don't feel as lonely and isolated and to get more people outdoors. Yeah, I did a, I did a, I did a little bit of, I love, I love a little cheeky live on a sort of summit. Um, and I sort of said yesterday, if you want to get fit for summer, you've got to slog in winter. And yeah. it's, it's true. Yeah. You know, if you, if you, if you just knock it on the head in November, December, January, guarantee you by the time March comes around, you'll be an absolute beaver. Do you know what I mean? And it'll be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You. <laughs> and, sometimes that's when you have the best adventures though, don't you? Like in, in the snow or whatever. And, yeah. I don't know if you know, there's a guy called David Goggins. Have you heard of David Goggins? No. Right. Well, it, <laughs> Google David, um, Instagram, David Goggins after we finish. Yeah. David Goggins says, um, Never ever, when your alarm goes off, never ever snooze your alarm because the moment you snooze the alarm, you've already failed. <laughs> so he is out every day, like five bells every day running, like that's his thing. And he's like, the moment you snooze that alarm, you've already failed. <laughs> and he's like, the alarm goes up, get out and get on and get on with your day. And it's true, like, yeah, yeah. yeah the days the days are shorter and sometimes the weather's rubbish, but. You know, you feel better at the end of it, don't you? Like, yeah, you feel class. You know, you, you, it's all character building. So, um, no, it sounds like it sounds like you've got it. You know, I think in the next few years, Jurgen will you'll, you'll take over, and I think you'll definitely you'll find a place for yourselves in in, in the big in the big market. I said Jurgen. <laughs> you got it right that time. I'll just tell you a couple of the things that we've got planned. So we've yeah, got, yeah. I'll plan on doing some uh, adventure talks uh, next year. So that'll right. be like getting in different speakers. Um, so we're looking at like our ambassador, Iona. She's doing a talk at Kendall as well. Matt. Yeah. Um, and getting in just like a couple of other adventurers to come and uh, speak and just inspire people. Um, and then we're going to be at Chef. Uh, so that's Sheffield Adventure Film Festival. All right. We've got a stand there. So selling us products. Uh, we're also trying to be involved with them and do like a meet up uh, around that time just to encourage more people from like Sheffield and the area to get to go to that. Um, also working with Pat Foundation. So that's Plant a Tree Foundation. Um, yes. The idea is because obviously I know that we're promoting people to travel and it's bad for the environment. So this is an argument I have with myself every day. Mm. Um, but we're inspiring people to sort of enjoy the life and explore this amazing world. So we're doing some good um, cool. to sort of give back and um, encourage people to offset their flights um, by planting a tree with the Plant a Tree Foundation. Wow. Um, so I'm actually posting about that this week. Um, That's cool. We're looking at getting um, some investors as well at the moment. So it's exciting times for us. Wow. Um, global meetups, perhaps. Adventures <laughs> wide. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you can lead us. Maybe you can take us to Mongolia. 
Wow. Um, yeah, definitely. It's, it, it all moves. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's, uh, and, and, uh, world domination. Yeah, that's that's next. <laughs> I, I, I always say that, world domination. <laughs> yeah, trying to take over the world. No, absolutely. Um, ladies and gentlemen, that, <laughs> that's, that's been Grace from Yugen. Um, it's been absolutely fantastic to have her on. You can tell from a passion in her voice that she loves what she does. Um, they're a really great band. Interact with you. Um, get on board and get on brand. Uh, where can people find the brand online, etc.? Go crazy. Tell them about everything you've got. <laughs> uh, you can, our website is www.yougunexplore.com. Yeah. Um, and we're um, most, in, most active on Instagram. So just um, yougunexplore. Uh, we're on Twitter, but I don't really use that one. Um, yeah. yeah, a bit on Facebook. If you want to join the meetups, you can join Yugan Adventures through Facebook, um, and we share anything about meetups and that kind of thing on there. And then um, just to say thank you to everyone that's bought something or like posted about us. Um, it means so much, and yeah, we'll just keep doing what we're doing as long as people love uh, joining us and buying us stuff and joining the meetups. And thanks oh. for having me on the podcast. No, nah, it's been it's been a classic. Uh, I'm I'm glad that you've come on, uh, ladies and gentlemen. That's been Grace. Um, happy customers is better than a good business plan. Uh, that's something that I'm definitely going to take away from. It's been a great podcast, as always, because you know consistency is key in anything that you do. Um, planning on some more awesome guests. Uh, I'm going to be taking a Christmas solace. I'm going to have some time away, family, and down tools it for a little bit. Um, but I'm going to have the podcasts lined up and keep knocking them out. Uh, and then we roll into 2020, January. Who, who's getting after it with me? That's what I want to know. Uh, Grace, thanks very much for coming on the show. Uh, and we'll have this podcast out soon. Adios. Yeah.